The bounty from a Mormon town up in Utah has been invading capture for months now. It's led me past what the Mormons like to call Funeral Mountain. That dusty hellhole nearly caused my death. Some creature that I could see swaying off in the distance before collapsing and going up like a barrel of gunpowder was leaving holes everywhere. Almost fell into one of my holes after my horse collapsed. I was lucky that my bounty was close by and wanted the chase. Of course, he let himself have a couple days ride worth of a head start. I followed his trail to Green Lee County down in Arizona. The trail went co- cold. No one saw him or his horse anywhere in that area. That meant traveling into the desert to see if I could pick it up again. That was a bad idea. I, I have been chased by a mysterious rider for days now. It rides on a red steed that doesn't quite look like a horse. The rider looks wrong as well. Like it was a little too frail to be riding as hard as it was. So frail, it was skeletal. Welcome to Creeper Critters. This is uh, Jesse. This uh, and on this podcast, we talk about cryptids. Um, today, we have two uh, cryptids from out west, and to help me just uh, to well to discuss these cryptids with me will be Mike. Hello. Okay, so do a little bit of plugging. Uh, I am the co-host of the Equalizers podcast with my friend Madison Jones. Uh, we take Movies that never got a sequel or prequel, either because they're very good movies and they don't need one, or they're very bad movies and they don't deserve one, and we give them one. Uh, so far, we have done such movies as Hook, Space Jam, Meet Dave. Um, by the time this is coming out, we will have finished our Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow trilogy, and definitely The Iron Giant 2 will be out by now. So, yeah, as I said before, we're going to be talking about two Western-themed well, not Western themed, but West side of the United <laughs> States. Oh man, I have an idea already. You said West side for the end of the thing, the YA. Uh, these two, these two creatures have uh, inspired me to just like just watch some horror slash Western stuff, which led me to watch Bone Tomahawk, which. Is going to probably get, end up giving me nightmares because that's what happens. I watch a horror movie like maybe once every two months and I get, get nightmares for a long time. That's why I just don't watch horror movies. But I like watching them, but only like every once in a while. So just watch them and then don't sleep until you're sure you're not going to have nightmares. And then well, go to sleep. Okay, well, here's the problem. I used to have nightmares about everything. Like, I had nightmares about small soldiers. I still have nightmares about small soldiers to this day. Uh, we actually movie, did small soldiers, too, in Equalizers. That movie scared the ever-loving shit out of really? me as a child. I love small soldiers. I hate it so I got literally got rid of all of my, like, all of my action figures after watching it, and not until recently. I've not, recently, I got not creeped out by them. Wow. It fucked me up. That's yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> like, and my mom thought I loved it, so she got me the uh, the is it the Gorgon Knight toys? Yeah. And I hated those things. Like, but she she got me like a full set of them. That's not cheap either. <laughs> no. It like it was like 
it'd be different if she got me like anything else and be like, thanks, Bob. But no, I was just like, thanks, Bob. I'm going to make sure that these are hidden at the top of my shelf. Lock them in a lead line box. And <laughs> it, like, like, I just hated it so much. <laughs> but, but whatever. I still, but like to this day, I still have issues with small soldiers, and it brings a little bit of fear to my heart. Yeah, I can tell. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, mean, uh, I don't know why it fucked me up so hard. Like I remember watching it maybe like five years ago, and I still had like a nightmare about <laughs> action figures coming after me. That's I don't even know. I can't even make goofs. I'm just so like I. It never even occurred to me that small soldiers would scare kids. Well, I mean, you know, like, it's PG-13, so I guess they weren't expecting, like, young kids to watch it. The rock creature from NeverEnding Story. Okay. It's also scared the ever-loving shit out of me as a child, to the point where, like, I was afraid to go towards part of my yard because there was a little bit of, like, a cliff face, and I thought it was going <laughs> to grab me and eat me. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I can't help you there. I read the book once long ago, but I've never seen the movie. Remember the uh, Little Monsters movie? Vaguely. That also... <laughs> I was just a tiny ball of fear and anxiety as a child. Uh, but but speaking of people who are things that are balls of anxiety... Mm-hmm. Good segue. The, the Funeral Mountain Terror Shot. The Funeral Mountain Terror Shot, or the Fernacorpsis Displosium. Displosium. It's a bizarre creature in North America from around the uh, 19th and early uh, 20th century. It has a casket-shaped shell, and it's about six to eight feet in length. It also has long, wobbly legs, causing it to sway back and forth as it travels along. So it's a grave turtle? More like, I would, I, I put it in my, in my, like idea my episode ideas as coffin horse sure um because if you uh get a picture of them which i'll uh get to you at least the ones that were drawn yeah but if they look it looks more like kind of like a horse to me it has like cloven hooves sure yeah no i mean i when when we talked about doing this i did pick coffin horse so i i like i I I see that it's like a that it's meant to be a horse. It just the way it sounds is like it's just this basically like a coffin over a horse. <laughs> yeah, I mean it could be a turtle horse, but this this strange beast beast that <clears throat> this strange beast was first reported by Mormon immigrants or egrets or immigrants. That never mind. I don't know why I said it's pronounced the same way. Uh, which who observed the particular possession possession entering the desert from a certain mountain range afterward named the funeral mountains it is said that the creatures lived in little meadows and parks on the higher portion of the range where it gradually increased its numbers until by uh, small impulses seized a, a desire to immigrate then what would get what would happen then is they would go on a disastrous journey across the desert walking in a single line None will ever survive the journey, as they cannot take the heat of the sun. Eventually, what will happen? So, eventually, what happens is they fall over and explode due to the intense heat, leaving deep grave-shaped holes in the sand. The wait, the Mormons or no, no, the Mor- no, the Mormons are are abominable beasts, but 
All right, I lost you there. So, oh, I got you. So the the coffin horses, the the terror shots, the terror shots will go single file across the desert, and that's and then the, one of them will fall down, explode, and leave a coffin shaped hole in the ground. Pretty much. Okay, sounds like a Super Mario level. Sounds almost like a uh, like something you would make up uh, to like kind of describe an area that has like maybe a lot of like holes in it all over the place. Mm. Like from the movie Holes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, like the, from the movie Holes. Yes, exactly. They're all shaped like zero that they fall over <laughs> due to the heat. They make a perfect six foot hole by six foot. I, I, I like I like the idea of this thing a lot. It's not necessarily harmless. I mean, harmful. Or right. anything. It just has like kind of a uh it has like a automatic death thing. It doesn't it doesn't have like a like a predator yeah. or anything. It's like it a just, supernatural self-destruct sequence. I like that. It's pretty fun. It's so pretty like fun. what do they do? Like a lot of I mean I know that not every cryptid does things, but like do they just wander around? Like what are they how are they born even, I guess? Okay, so I'm gonna assume they're like turtles, and like and like they their their stuff, their junk, is kind of like hidden inside their shell. Yeah, they probably like extrudes, and Ugh. and then they like you know they doink and then for they, some reason I, you said extrude, and I imagined like unrolled like a fire hose, like the way that those like unroll, <laughs> and I don't know why, but it makes me so disgusted to imagine that it's like onto the ground. Like I imagine, I imagine it's just like, uh, like they just have opening in their shells where they're project, where their, <laughs> where their genitals hang out, and then they just you know hump away a little bit, and then they. That's assuming that, you know, they reproduce the way that like mammals reproduce. They could like they're cryptids. They could just like squish their faces together, and somehow that gets one of them pregnant. Or, well, see, well they oh wait they have a shell. Well, actually, let's look at this thing. They have a shell, which I would say is an exoskeleton, mm-hmm. for the most part. They don't seem turtle-like. Not really. Maybe they're giant insects. Because the face is on the coffin, so it's not... I don't know if it's so much of an exoskeleton, as it's just like a really hard <laughs> hard skin, like wooden skin. Maybe they're like armadillos. Maybe it's like the phoenix. So when they fall over and they explode inside the grave, like there is a grave-shaped hole. There's like a baby terra shot. But they don't live in the desert. They live on a mountain, and then they go out to die. Right, but th- they could be reborn and then return to the mountain with the new baby terra shot. Okay, I know. I know how they do this. Okay. I know how they do this. I think this is a good explanation. So. Because of how they're built, and like with that tough shell, it's really hard for them to get it out of them. So what happens is they like they mate in the meadow, and then like the female of the of the cryptids had just have like a mostly formed terra shot tiny one formed in, inside of them. Mm-hmm. So what happens, and it's an egg also. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so what happens is whenever they explode, it warms the egg up enough to uh-huh. where they where they can hatch, and then it's like sea turtles, and they just walk back home. What if it's kind of like uh, Togepi from Pokemon, where that sh- the coffin thing is the egg, 
and only the legs and like kind of the face kind of pushes out against like the membrane of the egg and the legs break out, but the rest of the body is still in like the egg. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, there's nothing about this that I like, so I feels like it feels appropriate that all the options are just fucking horrifying. Yeah, I like either way. Either way, they have gross sex and then they then they explode. I don't know which image you're looking at. I'm looking at like a black and white drawn image here. Yeah, there's a little rabbit in the bottom right corner of the one I'm looking at, and if you're looking at the same one as me, you'll see it, and it just looks like terrified. Oh, I never noticed that before. Oh shit, the terror shots are back. Like, or just kind of like, oh, I shouldn't have smoked so much weed. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like. That's weird. It's weird that they decided to just like first off draw this thing and then just like yeah. let's just draw a rabbit as well. Somebody was like, I, lo- I love the I love the drawing, but this bottom corner is a little bit empty. And they're like, okay, but that's not the point. The point is the the horror that I've drawn in the middle. Yeah, but what if you just put like a rabbit down there? It's like also like maybe add some birds in the background just just in case. Yeah. No, we need to make this visually weighted equally everywhere. No, you can't just have an empty space. Oh my god, I regret picking coffin horse. I thought it was going to be some kind of like horse carcass that I don't know came out of coffins or something. But you're gonna love the next person, the next thing we talk about. Yeah, because as you could tell, I didn't have a lot on this one. No. So I decided to to treat you to one of the things I've been wanting to talk about for a little bit, and it goes by the. F- Phantasma, Colorado, or the Red Ghost? Oh, you're familiar with my work. <laughs> so the Red Ghost is not the, the my favorite communist supervillain. He's so good. He is. Well, it is. Uh, something different. Phantasma, Colorado is also a really great name. Yeah, I'm having trouble. I like it a lot. Hold on. Um, so, the Red Ghost appears to be a very large, demonically hideous camel-like creature with a human skeleton tied to its back. Wait, I'm sorry, what? It's a very large, demonically hideous camel-like creature with a human skeleton tied to its back. Jesus Christ, what is this? This is not... I want to go back to uh, Ivan Karkarov. Uh, it is pretty fun. You should definitely look at his picture if you have not done already. <sighs> yeah. Holy crap. The head of this camel looks more like a dog. It's one of those things where, uh, it's more terrifying. I like, I was originally going to give you the corpse horse, mm-hmm. uh, which will, er, yeah. Corpse centaur, I think. Corpse centaur. Yes, that's what I was going to say. But no, I decided to go with this one because it, it matched a certain... You know, yeah, thematically. Theme. it's Thematically. And for the most part, there's not a lot of like description of it outside of sightings. Yeah. So, we're going to go through some of these sightings. Cool. Okay. So, uh, most folks... But by the way, I'm just kind of reading from the, from the sightings itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but most folks will tell you that camels are not found in Arizona high ca- high country. Truth is that those adaptable beasts can thrive in just about any type of terrain. The U.S. Army introduced uh, camels to the Southwest during the 1850s, using them as beasts of burdens. Mm-hmm. 
while surveying the roads across northern uh, northern Arizona. But the Civil War happened and interrupted the Great Chemical it came, uh, Experiment. Most of these creatures were sold at auction. A few were turned loose. Therein lies the basis of the legend of the Red Ghost. So, it begins in 1885. Okay. At a a lonely ranch near Eagle Creek in southeastern uh, Arizona. The Apache Wars were drawing to a close. However, a few renegades, renegade bands were on the prowl. Keeping the isolated ranch in a constant state of siege. Early one morning, two men rode out to check the livestock, leaving their wives uh, at the ranch with the children. About mid-morning, one of the women went down to the spring to fetch a bucket of water, while the other remained in the house with children. Suddenly, the dog began to bark ferociously. The woman inside the uh, house heard a terrifying scream. Looked out the wi- and looking out the window, she saw a huge reddish hue beast run by with a devilish-looking creature snap uh, creature strapped to its back. The frightful woman barricaded herself in the house, waited and waited anxiously for the men to return. That night, they found the body of the other woman trampled to death. Next day, the tra- tracks were found. Cloven hooves much larger than a horse, with long strands of reddish hair. So far, that's the first. It's pretty convincing. It sounds like a pretty good beginning of like a a horror movie. Yeah, this would be a weird horror monster. It would be, but it'd be like one of those like it would be a weird one. But you know, mostly because the skeleton on it. Like if it was just this weird feral camel, like spectral camel. I, I could see it, but just something about the skeleton on its back is spectral camel is my favorite spell in D anD. d So a few days later, a party of prospectors near Clifton were awakened by the sound of thundering hoof- hoofs and ear-piercing screams. Their tent collapsed, and the men clawed their way out of the tangle just as, just in time to see a gigantic creature run off into the moonlight. They too found. Uh, huge cloven hoof prints and long red strands of hair clinging to the bush to the brush it and uh, these were like these stories were kind of told by a lot of like local Mm -hmm. ranch hands and stuff Uh, one man claimed to see the beast kill and eat a grizzly bear another insisted that he that he chased it chased the uh, red ghost but it just disappeared I I have a guess. Maybe it's in, it's not this. It's it's just uh, Ron Howard's ancestors. <laughs> yes, that's it exactly. Cloven Ron hooves, How- long <laughs> red hair. It all fits. I mean, if you've seen any of the Howards nowadays, especially Bryce Dallas Howard, you know, like just cloven hooves and and long red hair. A few months a few months after the incident with the miners, Cypress Hamlin. A rancher of Salt River That's rode up, uh, rode up on the animal while rounding up cows. Hamlin recognized the beast as a camel, with something tied to its back that resembled a skeleton of a man. Although Hamlin had the reputation of an honest man, it would not give not one to give uh, tall tales. Many refused to believe his story. Several weeks later, on the Verde River, 
The camel was spotted again, this time by another group of prospectors. They too saw something attached to the animal's back. Grabbing their weapon, they fired at the camel but missed. The animal bolted and ran, causing a piece of uh, causing a piece of the strange object to fall on the ground. The miners saw what made the hair bristles on the back of their neck. On the ground laid a human skull with some parts of flesh and hair still attached. I thought you were going to say one of Ron Howard's headshots. It's just a headshot for back when he was playing Opie. A few days later, the red ghost struck again. This time the victims were Teamsters. Uh, Teamsters camped beside a lonely road where they said they were awakened in the middle of the night by a loud scream. According to the terrified drivers, uh, a creature at least 30 foot tall knocked over two freight wagons and generally raised hell with the camp. Men ran for their lives and hid in the brush. Returning the next day, they also found cloven hoofs and red strands of hair. Darn those Howards. A year later, a cowboy near Phoenix came upon the red ghost eating grass in a corral. Naturally, cowboys were unable to resist the temptation to rope anything that wears hair. And this fellow was no exception. (laughs) (laughs) That's a stereotype I didn't even know existed for cowboys. Like, if if there's just a hairy creature around, they're just like, I'm gonna rope it. Well, it says anything with hair, so like, even people. (laughs) People, children, cats, dogs, horses... Cows. People named Harry. Especially people named Harry. They double rope for that. Um, he built a fast loop with his rope and tossed it over the camel's head. Suddenly, the angry beast turned and charged. The horse tied, uh, tied, tried to dodge, but with no avail. The horse and the rider went down as the camel ga- uh, galloped off in a cloud of dust. The astonished uh, cowboys recognized the skeletal remains of a man lashed to its back. Oh, I thought they were like, they recognized the skeletal remains. Oh, no, they just that they looks recognized. Like, that looks like Fred's skeleton. <laughs> yeah, I remember he had that weird haircut. <laughs> it just it coincidentally just has nothing but the hair. <laughs> Everything else but his haircut is rotted away. Uh, a few years later, stories of the Red Ghost grew to legendary proportions. The creature made its last appearance nine years later in eastern Arizona. A rancher woke up one day and saw the huge uh, animal casually grazing in his garden. He drew a careful bead with his trusty Winchester and dropped the beast in one shot. An examination of the corpse convinced all that this was indeed the fable Red Ghost. The animal's back was heavily scarred with rawhide straps that had been used to tie down the body of a man. The leather straps have cut into the camel's flesh, but the human body uh, that came attached to that well that came to be attached to the back of the camel remained a cruel mystery. See, I didn't think skeletons stayed together without muscle and like. I thought I thought that the only thing keeping bones together was like your muscle and tendons and stuff. So if it's just a skeleton, shouldn't it shouldn't everything but the legs that were lashed on have fallen off? So little do you know, 
if you're tied to a camel, you mm-hmm. can never fall apart. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, yeah. I missed that day in high school uh, anatomy. Yeah. It's it's like one of those things that's, uh, you know, it's like when like uh, when those birds and uh, and and hippos get together, you know, they, they work with each other. Mm-hmm. Well, camels and humans, gotcha. they keep each other together. Okay. Okay. What does yeah. the camel get out of this symbiotic relationship? Um, gets a human on its back. Yeah, <laughs> it, gets, want that. it gets the human tied onto its back with ropes that scar its back. Yeah, and, and guess what? It's into that, so. <sighs> oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what it gets out of it. Woof. Um. Yeah, whoever strapped it like it's headed cable harder, daddy, at one point. <laughs> So yeah, what do you think about the Red Ghost? I don't know. I guess I I thought it was going to be much more interesting, like legend than it showed up one day with this on its back, and then like a dude actually killed it and proved that it existed. Which I, there's no proof that it actually existed either. That's cause, true. Because this all came out of like one like just account basically, with no like pictures or anything. Because pictures were around because it was nine because it, it was into the uh, it was the eighteen nineties yeah and they had pictures for longer than that so but I don't know, I kind of like the idea of it as a um as one of those things that you can come across yeah so in a, the uh, west a lone cryptid wandering the the plains of the wild west. Yeah, like it, like it's not like both of these, both of these uh, cryptids that I'm talking about today. They're not necessarily harmful. Sure, they don't specifically go after children for their toenails and hearts. Right, like I do. It, it, which you're a monster. You need to get out of here. I covered for you long enough. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the police uh, found me. But uh, I like I like the idea of them just being something you can see. Because I don't think, yeah. I don't think, like, I don't think that all the cryptids need to be something like that's murdery or helpful or something. Mm-hmm. They need to be a mystery. Yeah, this is much more just kind of wild animal than um, evil spirit. And, and it could, and it could have, and not that I, like, necessarily believe this, but, like, you know, you can easily craft a reason why. It could be, like, it could be uh, something more to the legend. That people just never added to it. Mm-hmm. Like the reason that skeleton could be up there is a million different ways, which I'd like to actually make a reason why the skeleton is strapped to it. I mean, the logical one is that I don't know. He's a robber, and he betrayed his robber friend, so they tied him to the killed him, tied him to the back of a camel, and just set it wandering. Yeah, that'd be the logical thing. But we want something fun. So yeah, I want something fun. I want it to be like a cursed, like a man cursed to ride this evil beast. So he's tied on there, so maybe he tied himself on there so that he wouldn't fall off. Because if he, I don't know, if he managed to ride this camel all the way across the Wild West, you know, from one end of the Wild West to the other, you know, that very clearly and definitely staked area, um, he got some boon. It's like New England. It has very, like, clear... Clear angles. You know, when you're on the train, there's sign now entering the Wild West. And then if you're leaving, the other side said, like, thank you for visiting the Wild West. No, I think I think what it is. 
this was a like a mystical beast basically because mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like a really big you know really big creature so the the writer strapped himself on like when it was sleeping so mm-hmm. he can like break it because the way you break a horse is you basically don't let it throw you off and then to eventually it you know breaks it gives up it gives up mm-hmm. yeah and then eventually it becomes more and more subservient so that's what he was trying to do with this camel I think maybe um, he saw that episode of Game of Thrones where Bran, where they made a thing so Bran could ride a horse, and that's what he did. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's it, exactly. <laughs> they went to the future, saw an episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah, he saw it in a dream. He had a dream, yeah. and it was weirdly the exact plot and dialogue of that episode of Game of Thrones. And he was just like, what? Hold, Hodor is just saying, hold the door? What? Oh, Get man. out of here. Spoilers. Man, when it turned out that the Night King was two kids in a trench coat, I just couldn't, like, wow. One of the things that I love about Game of Thrones is how many of their major characters are just a different number of kids in trench coats, including the dragons. Yeah, it's... One of the big reveals in the last season was uh, there is this big old ice dragon... And it was actually 50 kids in a trench coat that flapped their wings really hard. And that's what they needed to get through that wall. I mean, and then when it turned out each of those kids in the 50 kids in a trench coat were actually two kids in a trench coat. I was, I was like, you know what? You kind of jumped the horse here a little bit, but. But it was, it was nice seeing, it was nice seeing the, it was nice seeing Jon Snow just cut down a bunch of kids in trench coats. Yeah. The younglings, if you will. What I would prefer, anyway, mm-hmm. would be, like, someone was trying to tame this, like, kind of mystical sure. beast. I could see that. And just... Failed. Just messed up real bad. Yeah. And he just ended up rotting on the back of a camel who happens to live forever. Yeah, why couldn't he untie himself? From not having enough food or water. Sure. Maybe the the... I don't know, maybe if he untied himself, then the he knew that the creature would turn around and kill him. And the only place it couldn't get him was there on the back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right and then eventually the he just got too weak to to survive. See, see, here's another thing you you missed in in anatomy class uh-huh. in high school. Oh yeah, please. I slept a lot in anatomy class. Yeah, not only do humans and camels, if they're put together, they never fall apart. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a camel can never reach its hump. Okay. It's like humans trying to like lick their elbow. Yeah, except it's the whole back. Yeah. Uh, it can never turn its head to the side a lot. Yeah, it can't really just get a 180 degree turn on that neck. No, it just can't. I mean, we're going to be talking about the red ghost owl later. I'm joking. <laughs> the red ghost owl. I, I, the thing that I liked about both of these, though, as I said before, mm-hmm. they're just a mysterious thing that just happens. They can kind of, yeah. like, like when I like, it's kind of like in like a like a Fallout New Vegas or something where you kind of just go like it's not like a major plot point or anything, mm-hmm. but you just see like a story of like how one how someone died or so yeah. just with like context clues. Yeah, like I like, wish so that there was more cryptids in Fallout New Vegas. Well, they so here's here's a disappointment for me. So apparently they're doing a lot of like uh, Virginian, mm-hmm. uh, West Virginian cryptids, 
for Fallout uh, 76. Yes. I Except I do not want to ever see another person in my Fallout game ever. I'm confused about that because they've said like you can play single player, but it sounds but like it'll be empty. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I I would imagine that there's M- other NPCs, like actual. There's going to be NPCs regardless. I feel like. Well, well, no. They said specifically there's not going to be any NPCs. Hmm. Because you're supposedly you're the first people out. Because the reason why there's so many NPCs, right? For, you know, the other games is because a lot of the vaults opened up, and you know, people bred and. I was gonna get it because it looked really cool, and then it was like it's all multiplayer, and I. And I'm just like, no, let me just let me play. Let me be alone in when I'm playing my games. <laughs> if I wanted to play games with people, I'd have friends. OK, but yeah, I, I would like more. I would like more stuff just to include cryptids mm-hmm. as like a as a thing, because I think uh, Gravity Falls did a pretty good job at that. I I haven't seen Gravity Falls. Oh, you need to watch Gravity Falls. I know it's, it's on the good. list of things. The capital T, capital L, the list of things that I know I need to see. It's like, it's really good. I, I've heard that. I just haven't pulled the trigger on it. Yeah. Speaking of, though, um, this is an early announcement thing. Within the next month or so, once I get a little bit of backlog built up, I'm going to be doing something on the off weeks, where I'm not describing cryptids, where I talk about the cartoon Secret Saturdays, which is about a- Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Like, I just watched the first episode. That's the only episode I've ever watched, but it pops up a lot when I'm doing research because mm-hmm. it was a show specifically based around cryptids, yeah. Like, cryptids and people using cryptids for for evil means. And the main people are trying to keep them secret. I forgot about that show. Like, I'm going to eventually just do like a little recap of those episodes and stuff because cool. there's only 36, so. Oh, know. yeah. But yeah, that's going to be a thing I do fairly soon. I'm actually going to be also doing that on a separate channel as a rival Secret Saturdays uh, recap podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, real dick move. Got that real dick energy going. <laughs> so let's get to my favorite segment. Sure. Uh, make it sexy slash make it YA slash <laughs> just make a story. Now, you said that you don't really have a title for this. What if you just called it Make It Work and then you get a sound clip of Tim Gunn saying Make It Work People? I could. <laughs> but but like it doesn't have the same uh je ne sais quoi. That's fair. Of me of But it does have Tim have, Gunn. Yeah, it does have Tim Gunn. Well <laughs> hmm, I don't know. See, you have a good argument either way. <laughs> Like I need to make a like I'm I'm approaching doing this for over half a year now. This podcast, so like I need to eventually come up with a name for that segment, but because like because like I broke my rule almost immediately with the first one with the Jersey Devil, where he made it just about a put upon Satan in his home <laughs> <laughs> and and him and him having like a weird psychosexual <laughs> women in his life. And making of the Jersey Devil as their 13th children. So, I have an idea right off the bat for this. Yes. Um, earlier, when, in the introduction, you, in trying to say that they were both kind of Wild West themed, you said they're yeah. West Side. So, what about Wild West Side Story with one side being Terra Shots and the other side being Red Ghosts? I feel like the Red Ghosts would have to be like maybe 
See, I've never. Well, actually, no. West Side Story is just Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, I, was, I haven't actually seen it either, so I was going to then default to Romeo and Juliet uh, stuff. <laughs> so Romeo and Juliet, but in the West. Yeah. Um. Uh, so I'm thinking. Well, I'm, I want it to be set in like the 1800s, pre-Civil War. That's fine. Um. Either way. Yeah. And I kind of like my idea. Kind of came up with this a little bit in the flash fiction as well, but have it a. Um, have it almost like a uh, a loosely connected plot where like a cowboy and maybe like a, you know I also have to know the writer with him mm-hmm. it's kind of running into these like strange things while he's trying to get to his ultimate destination I'm trying to think I, I, I have like I know there's a parallel in my brain and I'm trying to force it out well, it's kind of like how like Mad Max just like kind of mm-hmm. comes across situations and just becomes entrenched in them and then leaves. That's how kind of like how it would happen. It's kind of like the old uh, Incredible Hulk TV show. Yes, yeah, that's exactly. Except Down instead to of the like gangsters and all of that, it's just cryptids. Yeah, and every single episode, uh, the cowboy is sad <laughs> and walks off into the distance. Well, I mean, the cowboy's dead, isn't he? <laughs> it's a skeleton. Well, no, no. The oh, cowboy oh, the cow- is okay, okay, yeah, okay. No, the cowboy is a separate thing. Sure, I'm with you now. Yeah, and the uh, and then like it kind of runs into a bunch of cryptids that like uh, kind of out west. Like my favorite cryptid, which uh, Daniel talked about on here, mm-hmm. the Tripodero, mm-hmm. which is basically a gun snake bird, good giraffe thing. So, what's this cowboy's name? And it has, I assume, it's something like really rugged and sexy. Like yeah, it's like Buck Leatherhide. No, I don't like Leatherhide. No, no, that sounds like a leather daddy. <laughs> I mean, he could also be that. <laughs> I mean, obviously, anyone could be a leather daddy. <laughs> I'm thinking his name is something like uh, what sounds something like barrel chested and like rugged. I'm trying to think of one like uh, Kurt. There's like in some Wild West shows. Cause my dad uh, likes Wild West like TV shows. There's like Cannon is the name of. A, of a family oh okay wait oh, i know i know i know what it is he's he's uh the the cowboy his he, like he kind of goes by like the stranger or something like mm-hmm. that like because like because like may, let, maybe not even make him like the uh the main focus sure like he's kind of uh like the guide okay to, you know to help like a point of view character sure like in um the show wagon train where, like, he's, like, leading people across the Wild West, like, from city to city or something. Yeah, like, they have to they have to get to, like, California or sure. something. From, like, the edge of, like, East Texas or something. Okay. You know, the borders of the Wild West. The clearly established historical borders. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they have to get to California. They have to ride to California, and they just kind of run into a bunch of cryptids along the way. Okay. I like that. I do, no, I do, too. I mean, that's... Um, I just don't have like a plot or anything, really. Yeah, like what? So what's his thing? Because like, I think that it's it's very much freak of the week at that point. So what's his like thing? Because like Bruce Banner was the Hulk, and he was wandering to keep ahead of the government or something like that. I never actually watched that show, but like, so what's this guy like? Why is he out here doing this? What's his tie with cryptids other than he knows how to fight them, I guess, or avoid them? I'm gonna. S- I'm going to say that it is uh, maybe maybe a cryptid himself or like a ghost or something. 
I had an idea for a little bit, but... What uh, if his dad is the skeleton on the back of the Red Ghost? Like, the Red Ghost is the, like, man with the golden arm from The Fugitive. It's, like, the thing that he's out there looking for, or avoiding. it's, like, his nemesis. Okay, no, I know what it is. I know this is perfect, actually. The The stranger mm-hmm. is actually, like, the ghost... But like you know, as in like, <gasps> oh, of the is that skeleton. kind of the ghost of the skeleton? Oh, and he has shit. to get the skeleton. He has to get the skeleton off so he can finally rest. Yes, yes. I love this. This is so good. I don't. That's what. That's no. That's the best. That's so like it's so it's, it's kind of monster of the week, but like it's also like him trying to rest. Yeah, he's looking for this one cryptid. Like he's doing this job in the hopes that one day he'll come in contact. I like, come across the red ghost again. Yeah. And and I think the point of view character is going to be like maybe like a maybe like a younger a younger girl okay like trying to like uh, reconnect to reconnect with her family who are now living in California. Oh, so this okay. So this show is is this a movie then? It's a show, I think. Yeah, I think it'd be more of a show. One season then, right? Yeah, basically like one season. It'd be one of those things that people think is really interesting, but does get renewed for a second season. Yeah, so he's still just a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no. By the end, no. Okay. Here, here's what I think. We, you make a complete story. Like it's twenty two, twenty two episodes. Like it did good enough to get like the back nine. But you got the back nine knowing that you weren't going to get renewed, so you managed to wrap everything up. Yeah, like you wrap everything up, and it's kind of like creature of the week. Uh, but the overarching thing is just like tracking down the red ghost. So this young girl, she's trying to reconnect with her family in California. Like, why did why was she separated from her family? Maybe whenever they were uh, traveling out there, she was like really really sick, and they mm. didn't want to see her die on the trail. Sure. So they so they left so they left her like somewhere out east what if in like episode one she's traveling with family to california like her parents and they're gonna like stay with an aunt while they get themselves set up in california but her parents get killed by a cryptid and so the her arc in the show is at first she wants vengeance and so she clings to the stranger as like teach me how to fight cryptids and I want to be just like you, but by the end of this series, it's like she's learned. No, I, you know what? This isn't the life for me. I'm going to go live with my aunt in California. And she'd be on the younger side, like I'm, like like a teenager. Yes. So she's young enough that she could start training. She, yeah, she's young enough where she can start training. And she starts getting good, and all the cryptids are called like devils or something like <laughs> that. And like, or like the straight. Oh, I like this idea. Like the like, like a ghost just like try to chase after its skeleton so it could go to rest. Oh man, we should oh, write like this. That. This is so good. Uh, I like this a lot. Like I, I think like I wish that more things took advantage of like all the like folklore and stuff. Like I mean, supernatural does a little bit, but then it kind of mm-hmm. gotten to mostly angels and stuff. Yeah, which I still like it. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but. No, I, I don't want to get off topic on Supernatural because I could talk for an hour about my opinions on Supernatural. I have lots of opinions as well. I think, in short, I think they floundered for a while after season five because that was supposed to be the end. But like recently, they found their footing again just doing really pulpy stuff. Like not really trying to recapture that magic. 
Also, I really like just uh, episodes where it's like pure fan service. Oh, and it's yeah. just like, or where like, because I remember the uh, the the musical episode mm-hmm. where the the where it was an all all girls school yeah doing like so uh, funny. fan fanfic yeah. play of them and the ones playing sam and dean they were both like they're both dating and so it's just like no i don't want to see us kiss um, <laughs> and just like being like specifically to the fans stop making us kiss please one of the best like <laughs> I, I think jensen ackles and jared Padalecki do like really good facial comedy a lot and one of the best scenes is in that where they walk into the auditorium and it's just like the dawning horror of what they've walked into where there's like this girl dressed up as Bobby just t- saying the word idiots a lot and they're like looking at her and then the music starts and it's a song that's basically you know the opening to their life and like the look on their face of just like oh no it's pretty good it's a pretty good show and by pretty good I mean like half garbage and all entertaining <laughs> but yeah i think we're pretty much done so what do you call the show though no that's the thing i'm so bad at naming what stuff. about strange trails instead Ooh, of strange, strange tales trails yeah strange trails would be good the ghost who's actually a skeleton on a camel's back yeah i just love that idea so much because like so much of it's just like you know like someone else hunting down like the skeleton or something so a ghost could be laid to rest but the idea of the ghost oh no that's beautiful that's amazing though it's just like i want to die already let me die you dumb horse the look oh that's that's the title of the show let me die you dumb horse (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's uh, that's what i'm thinking that's what i'm thinking right now so strange strange trails keep a lookout for that on the cw coming next fall of course it would be everyone on it is incredibly hot (laughs) yeah like (laughs) everyone on it well we, we need to take a second and say the teen girl well we're not passing judgment on that <laughs> no we're not passing judgment on that but everyone else all the is adults all the people like of the, a like, of an of like the age of consent are super hot like, like the stranger the stranger is like you don't want him to be a stranger when you look at him because you're just like god who's damn. off the top of your head who's the stranger who plays the stranger infinite budget you get whoever you want. This is gonna be. This is gonna sound lame off the top uh-huh. of my head, but like a Lee Pace. Okay. Oh, I, I could see that. That'd be cool. Because like also like Lee Pace is just a very handsome man, uh-huh. <laughs> and also like his eyebrow eyebrow game, uh-huh. like real strong. And I think he could. I think he could do, pull off a rugged look. All right. Like you know, give him a little bit of like a scraggle and stuff sure. like that. Make him deepen his voice a little bit. I, I think that's a great great choice. So there you go. Lee Pace in Strange Trails coming next fall to the CW. <laughs> yeah, expect to see lots of sick abs. Jeez. <laughs> so, so I think we're done. Excellent. So you want to do a little bit more extra plug-in while we'll have you uh, at the end? Yeah, just check out Equalizers uh, everywhere, all social media, um, on pretty much anywhere podcasts are found by this point. And you can find us by searching the Equalizers, and that's spelled E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S, like in SQL. Uh, Well, my name is Jesse. I have a podcast called uh, Alphabet Flight, where I talk about... (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) He's just playing with his bell. He's not even, like, scratching. He's just playing with the bell. Okay. Okay, stop.
Okay. Uh, yeah, I have a podcast called Alphabet Flight where I talk about uh, where I talk about uh, characters out of the official handbook, the Marvel Universe, three times a week. Um, listen to that if you want to listen to me talk about Marvel characters. I recommend I, it. I am I'm approaching three hundred. The the movie? No, the <laughs> the number. <laughs> I'm approaching a lots of dudes with sick abs right now. So, you know, join me in this in this journey of me doing like almost doing 300 episodes of a podcast and having literally hours hours of content of my voice <laughs> out on the internet for free. Yeah, we're only up to 25 for us and it's still And the thing is is I don't even I don't even have a strict time li- time limit on my episodes anymore on that. So, they go Anywhere between fifteen to forty minutes long. So yeah, we we try to keep ours close to an hour. We got a little out of hand for a few weeks, but uh well, I I kind of just quit trying to put a time limit on it because yeah, I don't know, but but yeah. So listen to that. Uh, if you'd like to see my cryptid, my cat with four thumbs, you can go to um, at marvelous mooch on uh, Instagram. Uh, he is, uh, he's really handsome and adorable. And right now he is, right now he's grooming himself. And, but yeah, that's what he's doing right now. Up, he's rubbing his eyes. Like with those massive bits he has. Be sure to check out Jesse's new podcast, Narrating What My Cat Does. <laughs> I would gladly narrate what my cat does. It's like a sleep tapes podcast. Actually, you know what? I would gladly do that. Just have like a nice, like low drone in the background and just had talk about my cat. It's just inoffensive enough that you can't think you can't think anything. But yeah, uh, if you'd like to see the pictures of the people uh, of the not people the cryptids that we're talking about, go to at c critters uh, pod cast on on, on Twitter. I forgot what it was. The link will be in the description. <laughs> or go to HodgePod Group on Facebook. This has been Creepy Critters, and don't strap yourself to a cable without plenty of food. Bye! <laughs>